Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. On my channel, I talk a lot about Martin Scorsese's gangster film, The Irishman. And in general, I have a really big interest in that world. I love crime films, I love gangster movies, films from the Hollywood New Wave, films that were directed by Scorsese, and that entire world of movies. I often get asked in the comment section then, why do you never review those kind of films? You know, you always talk about Goodfellas, about Casino, about Once Upon a Time in America, and how you love them so much, but you're reviewing romantic comedies or black and white films from the 1930s. And the answer to that question is quite simply, I only review a film that I've just watched on a first time viewing. If I've already seen a film, I won't review it. So that's really why you don't see reviews on my channel of, say, Carlito's Way or Donnie Brasco or those kind of movies, because I've already seen them, years ago. If I watch something for the first time, I've never seen it before, then I review it. There's no particular reason, really, but I, I do think it's interesting to record your initial opinion of a film. And it's interesting how what you think of a movie can change over time. Sometimes I look back at a review of mine and think, did I really think that about the movie? I sure as heck don't now. But it's interesting in a time capsule kind of way in that it was part of your first impression of a film. And then obviously there's an element where you can never get back your first experience of a film. It's something unique to you. Once you've popped your cherry, there's things you've experienced that you can never get back. And if I review a film I've seen years ago, I won't remember the initial magic that that film hit me with. Take, for example, Terminator 2. It's a classic, one of my all-time favourite movies. If I reviewed it today, having seen it years ago, I would talk about how well the effects hold up, the pacing and all of that, but I probably would never mention how surprised I was that Arnie turned out to be the bad guy, that they had switched him and made him the protector of John Connor, as opposed to the first film where he's trying to kill his mother. What a ballsy move that was, what a risk. And the reason why I would never talk about that today is quite simply because there's just some things about your first time viewing of a film that you don't remember. So anyway, I decided to start a set of reviews on my channel for films I've already seen, a kind of retrospective review. I'll take a film that I've already seen, watch it again, and then offer up a few casual thoughts on it. And I'm hoping to do this a lot with some of my favourite films, the kind of films that people watch this channel for. And given that so much of my channel is about The Irishman, a film largely concerned with union leader Jimmy Hoffa, played by Al Pacino, where better to start than the other Hoffa, the 1992 picture made by Danny DeVito starring another acting legend, Jack Nicholson, as Hoffa. I remember watching this when I was about 12 years old, somewhere around there. I watched it simply because Nicholson was in it, and I heard that it was something like a crime film. There was elements of the mafia in it. And whilst the mafia do play a small role, this is definitely not a mob movie. Instead focusing on Hoffa's rise to prominence as Teamster's leader, his jailing for corruption, and his eventual disappearance. I remember liking it, but not fully understanding it. 
obviously now that I'm a grown man and that I know the history of the Irishman and have read I Had You Paint Houses and all of that, the film was a lot easier to follow and I was able to take away a lot more from it. I also remember that the biggest thing I took away from the film was Jack Nicholson's nose. I could not stop staring at the thing. I mean, don't get me wrong, they did a great job making him look like the real Hoffa, with the hairline and everything, but I was transfixed by the prosthetic nose. A bit like how watching The Irishman, I guess, for the first time, you're always looking at the de-aging of the actors to see how well it's implemented. Though at Hoffa, I was looking at Nicholson's nose. Even on my rewatch, I struggled with it on occasion, as it was quite distracting. It even subtly changed sizes within the same scene, and I don't even think, really, it was even that necessary. In the film, Hoffa and his close friend, played by DeVito, are sitting in a car on that fateful day at the diner in 1975, and the friend has a few flashbacks which make up the film, from when he met Hoffa for the first time, and many different notable events of the man's life. Now, I understand that filmmakers need to tighten up things when it comes to biographies. They need to make things less bloated, so use whatever narrative techniques they can. Some might use montages, Scorsese has his famous voiceovers. In Hoffer, DeVito's character is a fictional person who essentially is a collection of different real-life people, and he's always at Hoffer's side. It works for the film in many ways, it means some elements of the story play out less convoluted and complex as they did in real life, but one of the unfortunate byproducts of this decision is that I felt it took away from the movie being about Hoffa solely. This movie is supposed to be about Teamsters union leader Jimmy Hoffa. Who was he? What was he all about? But with DeVito always by his side, you kind of feel like they could have called this movie Hoffa and his best friend, instead of just Hoffa. DeVito's character is everywhere in the film that Hoffa is in. He's even on the front cover of the film next to Hoffa. He's even in the diner with Hoffa in 1975 and even shares the same fate as him. So it's no longer about Hoffa. It's about Hoffa and this mysterious man in history who was so pivotal to Hoffa's success by being by his side. But at the same time, we know little about DeVito's character. We don't see his family or anything. So rather than him being an interesting addition to the story of Jimmy Hoffa, he is a bit of a third wheel. You kind of think, why is this guy even there? And of course, it also means there are no introspective scenes with Hoffa, none where he is alone with his thoughts or wrestles with internal decisions. Because DeVito's there. It's like if The Wolf of Wall Street was told from Donnie's point of view, played by Jonah Hill. And dare I say it? Much as I like DeVito, and he does have his moments in the film, is he a little miscast in the movie? I kind of find it hard to take him seriously in some scenes, like when he threatens and pushes around the casino owner. In some ways, I think it takes away from the movie. It's like, for example, they showed DeVito lose his job, struggling with finding work and being approached by Hoffa. That's all fine and well, but if we're going to see the rise of Jimmy Hoffa, then why not show Hoffa before he was a prominent teamster? Instead of this scene, why not show Hoffa losing his job? as he did when he was a young man without a father trying to feed his family. Show him squaring up to the unfair employers and becoming an inspiration to the much older working men around him. Wouldn't that add much more character to Hoffa? Wouldn't that show us what motivated him and, what, and that he was really on the side of the working man? Nicholson himself is pretty excellent as Hoffa. It's pretty much a role that's almost tailor-made for him. When you think of Jack, 
You think of him screaming at people, chewing the scenery and giving big speeches. And that's all a Hoffa to a T. He was a great Jimmy Hoffa. And I'm actually interested in seeing people's opinions about whether he or Pacino did a better job. Nicholson was all over the movie, as you'd expect. He had a grasp of Hoffa's personality, his exuberant and larger-than-life style and his contradictory nature. The rest of the cast was on point too. In particular, the guy who they got to play Robert F. Kennedy, he did an excellent job. He looked and sounded almost exactly like the guy. And the scene between him and Jack in the courthouse, where the dialogue is lifted from the actual transcript of the conversation, almost makes you feel like you've stepped back in time in history. They did make him out to be a bit of a spoiled git though, which to be fair, in Hoffa's eyes, he probably was. The film itself is solid. It's... It's one where you feel it does what it sets out to do, but nothing more really. There's a bit of a pedestrian feel about it. It's good, but nothing sticks out. You don't really remember it after you've seen it. It's a good excuse to watch Jack Nicholson lose his shit, but when you come away from it, you ask yourself, do I really know Jimmy Hoffa better? Do I know what made him tick, what drove him, why he did this, why he did that? And even what he did do, the shady dealings with the mob and him going to prison, it wasn't as clear as it could have been. There's a part, for example, where Hoffa is talking to a mob guy, and they're essentially making illegitimate business plans. But we never hear those plans because it cuts to yet again Danny DeVito. Granted, they didn't know as much then as we do now, what with Frank Sheeran's testimony among other things, and you do have to credit DeVito for seemingly wanting to stick with the facts as much as he can, but some things do stick out. The final scene, for example, I know they had to commit to something to show how Hoffa disappeared, but I do have mixed feelings about it. But props to it for retaining the mystery element of Hoffa's death and not giving us a definite answer as to who exactly wanted to get rid of him, when at the time of the release of the film, there really wasn't a definite answer. But it does get close. I really like the beginning of the film when Hoffa is going around stores and stuff trying to get people to union up. This is one part of Hoffa that the Irishman misses because Hoffa is already the full-blown Teamsters president when we meet him in that film. In fact, Hoffa and the Irishman do make for interesting companion films. That film covers the mob side of things and approaches Hoffa from that element but for those who want a bit more detail on the man himself they can check out this one. You know, it's kind of funny, I actually, in a way, I want to see a remake of this film. I know it sounds weird, but knowing what we know about Hoffa now, knowing all the extra details, you know, the book I Heard You Paint Houses, I think it would be really cool to see Hoffa's story tackled again by someone, somebody who will do the story justice with an actor who will do the man justice. Let's focus on the mob, you know, because we've got, you know, the Irishman for that. The Irishman does a terrific job of telling the story it wants to tell. But a story of Jimmy Hoffa from A to Z, when he was young and he did all those things that he did, which made him rise up in the team, says all the way to his end, you know, a full-blown Jimmy Hoffa biopic. But one that instead of this one, where it feels like they're just ticking the boxes in terms of some of the more major events that happen in Hoffa's life, one that gets deeper into the man. Hoffa's a decent film though, it's definitely worth checking out.